0: Welcome to the official TSS podcast, Keep It Simple, where we sit down every week to discuss anything and everything under the sun that has to do with personal finance. And we try to keep it simple, of course. I'm Soap, the content writer
1: for TSS. And I'm Pris, the graphic designer for TSS. And we'll be your host for this podcast. Hey Soap. Hi Price. So what are we going to talk about today?
0: Okay, so I know last week, at the end of the episode, we said that we would talk about debunking, you know, hiring myths like fresh grads who are looking for a job but we will talk about it in the future in future episodes but uh, today I thought it would be useful to talk about conflicts at work actually especially now that we're all mostly working from home or getting jobs that are like mostly remote work especially for first time job seekers I think most of us could be unprepared I mean when I first got my first job I was also kind of unprepared for the realities of workplace conflict
1: Yeah definitely um, What more so When you're working From home right? Yeah There are also problems That
0: will arise From working from home Even though you think that You know Oh I'm not in the Physical workplace So I'm never gonna have Workplace conflict Haha <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> But that is not true Yeah I think you yeah. have Even more conflict Just because There's so much more Obstacles to Go through In terms of Working from home Like there's no Direct communication Like you have You're going yeah. through This wall of like um, Zoom or Google Meets Things like that uh, you're, And you can't even bond with your new colleagues
0: This actually happened to a friend of mine She actually got hired around the circuit breaker period We were all already working from home And her first day of work was at home And she, I remember her telling me like Oh my god, so like My first day of work is tomorrow But I'm just gonna be at home And it actually proved to be quite A difficult experience for her I think it's also partly to do with the fact that you haven't met these people and then you don't know who they are And then when they tell you things like over email and text The, the dangers of text, honestly Because people can like interpret it so many ways, right?
1: Like, yeah, I've had situations where I'm like Why is there no emoji? Are they mad at me? <laughs> like why are there three dot dot dots like at the back? Like are they mad at me?
0: So yeah, so th- that's the thing,
1: right? Workplace
0: conflict will happen Whether or not you're at the office physically or if you're working from home Why does conflict even happen in the workplace, in the first place?
1: I guess there's a lot of factors that go into it, right? Firstly, um, these are just a whole group of new people who have their own uh, history together already as colleagues. So it's inevitable that maybe there could be some personality differences. And there's like unrealistic expectations also. Because when you go into a new job, it's not like you interviewed with every single one of your colleagues, right? (laughs) So they know what your expectations are. (laughs) You know what their expectations are.
0: Yeah, I think mismatched expectations can also lead to workplace conflict. I mean, it could also be that your manager has... Too high of an expectation. And that's like stressing everyone out. I think some other reasons why workplace conflict happens is also maybe in a team setting, if somebody is not pulling their weight. You know, like if they're underperforming, well, then that's it lah. I mean, doesn't it just remind you of like school projects, but there's that one free loading. Yeah, I was about
1: to say, I'm I'm like always the one thanking everything. And then like...
0: (laughs) Exactly. But at work, that's even more like... Of an issue Because everyone's getting paid For the work It's
1: like All high stakes right
0: Yeah It it is pretty Yeah So then that might lead to You know Some team members getting frustrated Or some people getting very stressed Because they're They're carrying the team Basically So Yeah. yeah Many reasons why Workplace conflict can happen And it's all because of people, you know, whether it's personality or, or the amount of work they put in or the amount of work they don't put in. Especially in, like, in terms of work from home in remote settings, a lot of these conflicts, if they do happen, they're mostly like invisible, right? Because you don't go to the office and then you don't see your colleague's face like, hey, Bob. You're looking a bit sad today. Was it something Patricia said yesterday to you? You know, so you can't read these cues. You can't pick up on it. These problems will go unnoticed until suddenly it blows up, and then yeah, you're like, what the hell?
1: yeah, the resentment will like fester, and then like maybe you PM like your other colleagues to, to like bitch about this other colleague, and then be like, oh, do you know what this person did? And blah blah blah. And then like the the situation becomes worse and worse without getting resolved. I mean. Let's face it, we've all done this, correct? No, no, not, I, I didn't do this to you, so I didn't. <laughs> no, I wasn't even going to go there, but it could happen
0: at any turn. Yeah, and if you feel like you're the only one in this fight, so to speak, then it's going to be very draining and exhausting. So that's why, earlier this week, we actually asked uh, our audience on Instagram about the kind of work troubles and conflicts that they face while they are like remote working. So uh, we have enlisted the help of Our friend, uh, Evelyn, from Decode HR. Okay, so Decode HR is a HR consultancy firm that also shares space with us at Spectrum. Okay? So, yeah. So Evelyn's going to assist us. She's going to give us advice and weigh in on all these issues that uh, we've picked out from what you guys have said to us on Instagram. Okay? So there are a few common problems that we've identified. And we're going to go through them one by one. And, yeah. (coughs) Alright, so let's get into it. So, Pris... What's your problem? I mean, what's our first
1: problem? (laughs) What's my problem? Okay, so our first issue or first problem is a communication problem. Like, surprise surprise, right? Two IG users actually reached out and said this. They experienced communication breakdown and encountered situations where people were trying to oversimplify communication or decision-making over a text message or, or like PM or like Slack, you know. Understandably, misunderstandings are like definitely bound to happen and more frequently than when you're not... Communicating like Face to face Yeah definitely. especially through text Like what you said Like the tone um, The way they text You know It can be oversimplified Just by Being lazy to type it out Or something yeah, like that. Like just yeah. assuming That the other person Knows what the heck You're talking about It's true I
0: think it's very important That we give Our colleagues Context Because not everyone is I mean you you wish la you wish that everyone was on the same page as you but that's not the case and sometimes you just have to over communicate just to make things clear for everyone. Lol.
1: Yeah, I think over communicating would be better than under communicating. <laughs> for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, so this is definitely a um, common problem. Uh,
1: so maybe right now we can like hand it over to our professional Evelyn instead of going round and round with like two noobs. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so Evelyn, if let's say um, two colleagues who keep having like Communication breakdown and like there's constant like misunderstandings and conflicts over like simple everyday work Like what's your advice for these two colleagues?
0: Before we get into that, just to highlight that Evelyn couldn't make it onto the show itself But we have all her responses and advice written out in advance So the answer to this first problem Text or instant messages can get tricky and they're probably not the best medium for decision-making So if a face-to-face meeting can't take place, I would recommend a WhatsApp call, Google Hangout, or Zoom call so people can still see each other and read expressions, emotions, and reactions. So when people are able to pick up on these adequate signals through body language and facial expressions and tone of voice, it makes a really huge difference. It's also easier to get real, you know, like talk about challenges or obstacles more readily because people feel they're having a two-way dialogue as opposed to just texting. So this really makes all the difference. Another alternative, although less desirable, is to get on a call. That's still way better than just sending text messages. <coughs> Thanks Evelyn for that very professional advice. The second issue that we've seen come up is um, the issue of you know being contacted after working hours and how that leads to some feelings of like unhappiness in the workplace, even though you're at home. Okay, And I think it's quite an interesting thing to talk about because working from home definitely... Blurs the line For most of us Especially if You know Our home office and setup Is in our bedroom And not in a separate room And we don't get the chance To decompress Like If we weren't working from home We can take the time While we're commuting back home To be like Okay I'm just gonna like Not think about work I'm in a different yeah. space It's the fact that We don't move from Different spaces anymore That thing think it psychologically Just messes with us
1: So Yeah
0: so that's why I think Naturally there will be Problems surrounding this lah. So some of our Instagram followers Raised the issue That their bosses And colleagues Are contacting them After working hours uh, Presumably to talk about work lah. And since you know, Everyone has nowhere to go We're all at home Most of the time There's this Perception I think It doesn't even have to be said We all know that you're at home
1: So you yeah, have no choice
0: but to respond, I mean, where else could you be?
1: If you're not at home, then actually Sakil would like to know your location.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I mean, it's so unfortunate to see that this bleeds over into the weekend. Okay, we already have this before Circuit Breaker, okay? Like, oh my god, I have to work over the weekend. If it was me, I'd be pretty unhappy about it lah. Because like, I'm already at home all the time. And then I can't delineate, you know, my place of work, my place of rest. And then now I still have to keep working after 6pm. It's gonna make me super unhappy.
1: It's gonna make me super stressed I think I w- I I'll feel like I never stopped working <laughs> Yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think this lack of boundaries needs to be addressed But I think it's different when you have to manage your boundaries with your manager
1: Yeah, like how do you even like complain against your own manager, right? How would you, how would you settle this with your manager? If,
0: you know, hypothetically, this was happening to you
1: Maybe I would gently say to them like Oh, um... If you, need, if you need this urgently um, Actually honestly I have no idea how to deal with this <laughs> <coughs> Well it seems like we're stuck So yeah. why don't we ask
0: Evelyn what she thinks So yes. um, yeah Evelyn If there was this situation where my manager is constantly asking me for help to, to like continue working essentially after working hours But I don't know how to raise this issue with them Uh, What's the best thing I can do in this situation? (coughs) So this is what Evelyn had to say. Depending on your team culture, it will be great to be able to just talk about it one-to-one. Or, if you prefer to be subtle, send the group a link to an article on the importance of preserving mental health during these times where we're working from home. It's a big enough hint. Another suggestion would be to, at your next team catch-up, talk about how all of you are adjusting or coping with work from home. The good, bad, and the ugly. Be prepared to share useful suggestions to counter some of these challenges and share positive examples that demonstrate your commitment to your job and to your team. I guess the point is to ensure that while you point out what's not working great, do take some time to think through ways of improving the situation. Be part of the solution. Or better still, model the solution
1: Thanks Evelyn I couldn't have said it better myself Let's move on to What if somebody just doesn't like you I think you could call it discrimination right? I think discrimination Or like just You just don't get along It could be like a personality issue you know? I think there's two sides of it right? There's like You just don't gel together properly Or there's discrimination, correct?
0: Yeah, and we could be discriminated for so many reasons, right? It's maybe not just about your personality It could be, you know, kind of shallow actually It could be the way you look Or even,
1: you know, the age-old gender discrimination Maybe we can first talk about personality differences And how it can cause conflict And then maybe we can talk about how discrimination against other factors can cause conflict Right Okay. Yeah. So, actually, personally, I didn't think of personality as a factor that can cause discrimination.
0: I think for me, personally, I have witnessed... I don't think I was ever a part of these uh situations, but I have witnessed before, like, uh, whether in school or in work, there will always be... You know, this one person that everyone seems to all <laughs> misunderstand at the same time, and usually that person is like a very straightforward, kind of type A personality kind of thing, so... So they could- So they could, um... Prince just... Indicated over video call that it was her But I'm not gonna comment on that (laughs) I, I think that's- It's- It's- Yeah, so that's the thing, right? Uh, you are- Fortunately, none of us in the team misunderstand you on a daily basis. But there will be situations I think everyone should be aware that this can happen. Even if you're not type A, by the way, you could be like super shy, super introverted and then everyone will get the wrong idea about you. They'll be like, oh, this person is like anti-social or why is she so unfriendly?
1: Oh yeah, like why is she so cold? Like she thinks she's better than us. Yeah. And
0: going back to the type A personality I've seen, uh, people always comment that, oh, this person is so extra... Um, she always wants to be heard, or he always needs to get the last word in. And and I understand, you know, if that's like not uh, a personality that can gel with yours, you can get annoyed, irritated, and then suddenly, suddenly, the whole office is against this person because they just talk too much. So I think that's how personality differences can get in the way. And also, the problem also is not because the person is loud or extra. The problem is that nobody is communicating with the person, you know? And everyone's yeah, they're just, just kind of Forming their own opinions Behind their back
1: Yeah they're just assuming Like what is The other person's Intention like Oh Like she just wants to um, Kiss the boss's ass Am I allowed to say that? Okay maybe we can talk about Like our own separate experiences um, About being discriminated against
0: Yeah so um, One experience I've had Regarding this uh, It's not really It didn't happen While I was working in a job But it happened Before I got the job in the process of trying to get a job so I was in the interview phase of getting a job and um, okay like full disclosure this was for a role as a tuition teacher I was in a very dark phase of my life and I didn't know what I really wanted so so then the person that was interviewing me you know she she said your image doesn't really suit the role and I was like M- my image I don't have tattoos what are you talking about
1: yeah <laughs> you look so wholesome what, what is she talking about you heard it here first I look wholesome yeah. she does <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so I was like, uh, what's the issue, you know? And she's like, oh, you know, it's not me. It's not like I don't have a problem with it, but it's just that you'll be dealing with parents. And I think that's what she said. La. She was like, basically implied that parents might have a problem with the way you look. I assume because of the way I dress or that I have short hair or something. And Singaporean parents are going to, you know, have their misconceptions about me teaching their young, vulnerable children. Okay, this sounds a bit weird. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to work in that environment if I'm going to be stressed out or pressured because of the way i look you know it was good for me that i experienced this before i got the job yeah i can't oh imagine gosh, can you imagine i cannot oh. imagine what would i can't imagine what it would be like if you were already working in a job and then all these discrimination issues just popped up <coughs> maybe now is a good time to ask a very professional hr friend evelyn for her input okay what should we do if we, get, if we find ourselves in situations where we're being discriminated against? Uh, whether it's because of our personality or the way we look or because of our gender or somebody in our team or department is being discriminated against. What should somebody do? Yeah, here's what Evelyn had to say. <coughs> this one is tough, very open and it's really dependent on the situation. It's always best not to bring in the manager or HR at the start it's probably better to talk about it with a trusted colleague to get another perspective. Sometimes, we might be reading the messages wrongly. I'd suggest taking the soft approach. Get to know the person, have lunch together with a group, and take the opportunity to get to know this person. Sometimes, our demeanor may suggest one thing, but might not actually reflect the person's genuine intent. And sometimes, we might have actually stepped on someone's toes without realising it. Hey, this happens to the best of us, so it's okay. It might actually just require a conversation to set things right, so don't hold back from taking the humble or inquisitive approach. Suspend judgement until there's an opportunity to get to the facts. Lastly, there may be times when the situation might not improve despite your best efforts. Then it would be time to move on and not lose any more sleep over this. Thanks Evelyn for your input. Now let's move on to one more issue before we wrap up. But before we move on to this last issue, uh, just a reminder that If you like what you're hearing so far, you think me and Pris are like super entertaining or something, uh, please follow us. Yes, please follow us on Spotify, (laughs) Google, or Apple Podcasts, whichever platform you prefer. And remember to just leave us like a review or just say hi and be like, hey guys, you're doing great with the podcast. We really love to hear from you guys. And yeah. And now, the final issue we think most people will inevitably face. What do you do when you're dealing with an underperforming colleague? This is something that we mentioned Earlier on At the start of the episode Where we mentioned that Underperformance in team settings Will contribute to Workplace conflict If not managed properly So here's how it is lah So basically If you're working in a team setting And someone Is not pulling their weight Like we mentioned before The whole school project thing Freeloader War flashbacks To school
1: times Yes yeah. Oh my gosh That's like (laughs) the worst That's the worst shit ever. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And obviously, we might get pissy about it,
0: which is a natural human reaction. We want to get things done, but progress is being hindered, okay, by that one person on the team. So I feel like this will definitely lead to arguments or conflicts, especially if the person in question continues to underperform consistently and doesn't show signs of wanting to change.
1: Wow, I just had so many flashbacks of all the experiences I had with this. What if the colleague just doesn't want to improve, doesn't want to do anything? Like, how are you gonna how are you gonna talk to them, right? Okay, so do you have any like suggestions on how to uh, address this issue of like this one person who just doesn't want to pull their weight? I have experienced this before, and by that I mean I've dealt with underperforming
0: colleagues in the past. And I mean, <laughs> you guys can't see, but Prince is just giving me this knowing look right now, and. Yeah. But I see you, I see you. I know, <laughs> I feel seen. Okay, so how I would handle it um uh, in the past I always have this standard approach which is to start out really appealing to the other party. Like, you know, let's be let's be grown-ups about it. Let's just talk about it. I'll be like, "Hey, do you think that maybe perhaps there's a chance that possibly <laughs> you are not pulling your weight and that's inconveniencing my side of the My side of the work Because it does affect me You know like If I'm working with somebody closely Let's say they submit their work late And then because of that I'm waiting for their work So that I can submit my work But then if it's late Then I'm late Then everybody's late And I'm like I feel like we could have avoided this If perhaps maybe You know I I
1: like like how like Non-confrontational it started out, then it became like super confrontational And then now it's non-confrontational again I mean, look, there are many sides to people, okay
0: <laughs> So Yes but, but that's my standard approach I, I start off like, let's figure out the reason why you might be slow or I mean, slow in your work or not performing as well as you should be And then we'll see la Usually I give them like,
1: I don't know, two or three chances before Wow <laughs> got number one uh, I just see by feeling when uh, I just like okay I'm done okay well <laughs> I can't I can't take this anymore different strokes for different folks okay that's true yeah that's true so
0: usually I mean I hope it works because you're coming to them at a non-confrontational uh, angle hopefully that makes them more open to just you know like accept Absorb the criticism And change But wait So
1: Yeah We are talking about A colleague that doesn't show Any willingness to change Or improve Right So step one would be that right Would be to try and talk to them Like try and understand Where they're coming from Like what's What's hindering them from uh, Completing the work on time Yep Let's say Or like to keep To complete it To the optimal level That you know The, the work demands are. But what if this person Just doesn't show Any willingness to change Even after you Talk
0: to them I feel like After this Step two would be To go to our Supervisor I guess Yeah Yeah I mean It's true If if the person If the colleague Is not taking Advice from me Maybe it's because I'm not You know A figure of authority So let's pull in The figure of authority To try and uh, Mediate the situation Yeah but if I mean If the colleague Still continues to Underperform after that Then I say We just fire the guy (laughs) But um I'm sure there's a better way of handling it.
1: Yeah, I think maybe you can ask Evelyn. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, just one last time, okay. So Evelyn, if I'm in this situation where my colleague is just consistently underperforming and dragging the whole team down. They're they're not open to change, they're not listening to any of us. What do we do? Okay, so this is Evelyn's response. It might make sense to bring in the manager if the colleague is indifferent to your feedback or maybe they seem apologetic, but then nothing actually changes. Sometimes, it's passive-aggressive behaviour which can be very challenging to tackle. There may be other issues causing the lack of cooperation or underperformance. It could be their family or personal issues, and maybe they could do some help in the areas of counselling or support via employee assistance programmes. Thanks, Evelyn, for saving our asses one last time. So now, I think everyone is a bit more you know, equipped to deal with these workplace problems-slash-conflicts.
1: Yeah thanks Evelyn, That I'm sure they're super helpful I, I wish I had this uh, when I just started working actually, e- actually even now it will be useful Not that I have any conflicts, oh god, this is like so awkward Why are you so defensive bro? I don't, I don't know, I don't know, anxiety I guess <laughs> So anyway that's the end of our season Season 1 of Keep It Simple Please tell us what you like, what you don't like about it It really helps us a lot and we'll definitely try to improve on it for season 2 So reach out to us via Instagram or Facebook. You can DM us, slide into our DMs. That's right. Or even email us, you know, write us a long letter. Thank you and remember to keep it simple. Thank you. Bye-bye.